welcome to another episode of VC On Air with our host, Carmen Chan of Click Ventures and her guest for today, Ronnie Mack from the RS Group. RS Group is a Hong Kong-based family office that focuses on impact and sustainability-related investments. We all know that there's no single way to say what impact investing is. In this episode, Ronnie takes us through her interpretation of impact investment. She also clarifies the difference between value-based and sustainable investing. Moving further, having had 16 years of banking experience, she also discusses the opportunities for bankers in this area and what her company is doing to foster this community of private investors. She believes that Asia has a bright future in this aspect and gives us an example of an interesting investment made by her company. Ronnie, welcome to um, our podcast. So I understand that you have been uh, involved in impact investment and I found that not everybody understands about impact Mm. investment. So maybe you can first introduce yourself and Mm. also give us an introduction about what is impact investment. Sure. Thank you for having me. I'm really uh, happy to be here and be able to share some of our journey and stories with everyone today. So my name is Ronnie Mack. I joined RS Group around four years ago, so I come from a more traditional banking and finance background. So on impact investing, I think maybe it's good to start with the definition. We see a lot of definitions out there on what what it is or what it could be, and it's very confusing at times. I mean, very generally speaking, at the end of the day, I think for us is values-based investing. So investing according to your values, what you believe in, and what's impact, and that could be very different across different people. But at the end, we also recognize that a generic definition is needed in order for the field to grow. So if you take the GIN definition of impact investing, it is more narrow, which is around investing into impact enterprises. So enterprises and companies which already have the impact element factored into their their mission and their business model, and that's more related to direct investing, investing into the companies Mm -hmm. at the company level. But then if you look at uh, what we call sustainable investment, which is a Mm -hmm. lot broader, we look across what we call the capital spectrum. So that is is um, the capital spectrum, like at one far end of it would be mainstream investing, which is the usual risk return that you look at, um, investing for profit at market, above market returns. But then the next level down you would have is what we call um, negative screening. So screening out companies that you don't like, whether it's gambling or tobacco. And then to ESG integration, where the company integrates ESG across its company. And that could be a different types of listed equities, listed funds, debt as well. Then you have thematic investing, so investing into companies in certain themes such as renewable energy, women's empowerment, I think, which Mm -hmm. we talked about. So different kind of thematics to Mm -hmm. private equity. Um, So private equity could be uh, later stage kind of small private companies. Again, it could be across different themes and all the way down to then impact investing, which is uh, the more investing into the companies. And sometimes that may include funds, private equity Mm -hmm. funds, depending on the level of impact. So that's the whole spectrum of how we define sustainable investments. I see. Wow. (laughs) That's a big spectrum. So I want to understand impact investment is actually more starting from 
the Western world. Mm. And so how do you see Asia play the role in the impact investment now? Yeah, I think definitely in the US and Europe is where it's more mature, where they mm-hmm. call sustainable finance impact investing. But at the same time, I think there is a lot of like, impact investing or there's just that's happening here in Asia for a long time, but they may not have called it impact investing mm-hmm. or they may not know what they are doing. So as simple as, you know, a company that has embedded certain values um, that's not just all about making money, but they care about impact, whether it's social or environment. So we do come across companies, individuals that's doing a lot of good work, but they don't call themselves impact, whether they're entrepreneurs or whether they're investors as well. Mm -hmm. And even if you look at Malaysia, they've Sharia and Islamic finance has been around forever. Mm -hmm. And so that's a very strong element of culture and and values-based investing, whether it's not charging interest rate. And now that's why Malaysia is taking a lead in, in kind of like you know, leveraging on Sharia and how do you marry that into actual sustainable investing and seeing that as a more of long-term kind of based investing. So in Asia as well, I think last few years there's been a lot of lot of momentum. Like in Japan, you can mm-hmm. see that GPIF, which is the biggest pension funds in Japan, has been taking a lead to really drive this from the government top down and doing it on a very large ecosystem kind of basis. Malaysia, I've mentioned. Then you have uh, Singapore as well. You know, um, on to the UN sustainable uh, finance roadmap and really you know taking a strong initiative to drive this forward and you have Korea I think it's always been you know in the Korean governor's kind of a mission to really bring forward more sustainable investing practices whether from the policy level to encourage that develop so I think we've seen a lot of that momentum and even Taiwan as well and Hong Kong and obviously mm-hmm. uh, last but not least China you know China's whole push for green finance uh, is big is huge and whether that's part of their green finance committee all the way to them chairing the UN kind of climate change platform and now a lot of this we're feeling and seeing is really spinning over to Hong Kong and really pushing the Hong Kong government as well as uh, different stakeholders to really take this seriously and drive this forward Mm -hmm. for Hong Kong because Hong Kong is very uniquely positioned Mm -hmm. to be a leader in sustainable finance. Mm-hmm. You just mentioned more company coming to Hong Kong mm. for that kind mm. of activity. Can mm. you share oh. some of your observations? Yeah, so what we've been seeing is we always think that, oh, the U.S., and the Europe, oh, um, like grass is greener on the other side. We always say, oh, their markets are more mature. They have a lot of different players, whether you're talking about banks offering products, um, independent advisors offering sophisticated advice to their clients to help them get started, whether it is government policies being conducive, uh, or whether it is just the general investors or the market asking for, for sustainable investing. So we always feel, oh, it's very developed in Europe and in the US. US. I wish Hong Kong could really catch up with this. And But then, very interestingly, through our work, we also talk to a lot of organizations playing different types of roles in Europe and, and, and the US. And what we've seen in the last year or so is they have been actively seeking opportunities here in Hong Kong and Asia and asking us about oh, how do you see the market, do you see the demand? And so one of my questions is, why are you looking into Asia when the, you know your market is so robust? especially for organizations that's still quite young. What they've told me is is because they see their market as more saturated. Some of them actually used to be saturated and that's they see more opportunities here in Asia. So that's the flip side where because everything is so um, nascent, but that's also where the opportunity is 
Like mm -hmm. they, if you believe that this is the future, the demand is here and is coming, and they see that I think is having that foresight. And so a lot of organisations are seeking to expand into Asia, looking for partners to do it. And often they do come to us, whether is mm -hmm. they want to partner with us or they want us to recommend them to others. So I think in that sense, um, one of my points on the panel that I made was if international players are looking to expand into Asia, bringing their services, which is good, and which always we want to promote, you know, and because no, we don't want any one player to crowd out the market. But then the, my question is, then why can't we see this here, being based in Asia and Hong Kong, see the opportunity and cr and provide these kind of services ourselves and do it kind of the Asian way? Because like, all of these players coming in, the reason why that some of them have not really, really taken off is because they may not really be able to understand what's the Asian way, what, what do we need, the products that we look for, uh, our kind of values, and, and how do you cater that for the Asian community and even Asia itself is very broad Hong Kong's very different to China China's very different to India so but then how do you understand make take use of us being Asians and the culture understanding the values be able to provide whether these services or products whether it's from a product or whether it's from an advisory perspective mm -hmm. or otherwise how do we do it here ourselves learning from international counterparts but not necessarily relying on them to bring their service mm -hmm. so how can we do it the Asian way so can you give us some example about the Asian way? Uh, I don't have um, a specific examples in terms of services, but we do see more and more organizations that's popping up here. So whether they may be Asian-based funds mm -hmm. that, that started up by individuals who have spent a long time in banking and finance, who mm -hmm. may have worked in development organizations, mm -hmm. uh, who has experience in impact, and then wanting to set up a fund here in Asia, whether it's a fund or a fund of funds. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing more of these kind of Asian originated kind of products. We see more products that's provided from banks here because mm -hmm. at the end, Hong Kong is still a place where most of the access points to investors is through banks. So a lot of banks, especially the ones with more foresight, they can see the demands there, whether they create their own products or they source more of these products. And that also leads to the origination of more private equity kind of funds here in Asia. So we mm -hmm. see more of that. Uh, we see organizations that is wanting to provide advice or connecting different managers to investors and being set up by young people again these are experienced bankers who wants to kind of come into this field and see the see the opportunity and then obviously there's other different players so you, you know we, we've heard that SMP and Fitch has recently announced an initiative that look that combines ESG with credit ratings so I think there's a lot of developments and obviously it's global based there's a part here in Asia so there's a lot of things happening that I feel like um, in Asia that is slowly encouraging more local initiatives to rise up and so it's the beginning um, of things and I think from RS Group's perspective we mm -hmm. have the Sustainable Finance Initiative which is a platform to really build a private investor community and through that we're hoping you know in our own way to foster a local community of private investors who will slowly develop as the voice of mm -hmm. Hong Kong um, mm -hmm. or Asia, the private investor mm -hmm. voice, what we want, what we look for, uh, mm -hmm. what kind of engagement we want to see with companies, um, what kind of opportunities we want to see, mm -hmm. and slowly develop that culture because it takes time yeah. um, as well. Yeah. yeah. So do you have any interesting impact uh, project that you come across you can share with our audience? 
Well, I think, you know, as a family office that's been doing this for 10 years, we, we come across projects, funds, investment opportunities, grants every day. And part of the privilege is because we've been doing it for a long time, whether it's local opportunities or international organizations mm -hmm. that come, they will naturally reach out to us. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, there is a lot and it's hard to really pinpoint one or two. But maybe I can talk about one rather, I think, successful investments that we've made, very Hong Kong specific, called mm -hmm. Lightbee. I don't know whether um, you've heard of that. So in Chinese, it's Guangfeng. So it's a social enterprise that provides a co-sharing kind of living environment for single mothers oh. with children. And so it is social enterprise that's incubated by SVHK, Social Ventures Hong Kong, mm -hmm. which we are also an investor and member of and light B is the social enterprise that is by Ricky who does this so they this was special about this is because um, they incubated a new model of mm -hmm. affordable housing here mm -hmm. in Hong Kong mm -hmm. so it's basically subdividing a flat with say three rooms to fit three different families mm -hmm. and so that provides not just a better living environment mm -hmm. to these families obviously at a significant sub market uh, rate mm -hmm. um, it also allows these single mothers to meet other single mothers mm -hmm. so as to build that kind of community within themselves mm -hmm. so whether it is boosting their confidence or giving them an opportunity to go out and work again because mm -hmm. if you have that living arrangement you have someone to help you take care of your kids then yeah. the mothers can start going to work again mm -hmm. so it helps them with their confidence helps them with their income mm -hmm. and the aim there is to uh, migrate these families out so once they get back on their feet in two three years they will migrate these out and they can stand on their own feet whether mm -hmm. it is be able to access public housing or be able to rent their own private housing uh, and so it's a very successful model that's now been replicated by the government as well um, mm -hmm. so you might have heard of Samjang there was a building in Samjang that was again announced a, a year or so ago where the government gave a whole ex-fact staff headquarters in Samjang to light be to manage and they call it the light home so it's a much mm -hmm. bigger apartment which has been abandoned and so they turned this into a bigger version of the light B housing mm -hmm. so for our group we were the first one to take out private flats to to rent to light B as to do mm -hmm. their pilot this was mm -hmm. many years ago and that was what got them started and mm -hmm. obviously since then we've also been closely involved with them and so now to see it go from pilot to something which is scalable and which the government is adopting mm -hmm. uh, and now they're talking about light villages and all of that so we're very happy to see that so they're one of the successful social entrepreneur uh, entrepreneurs case here in Hong Kong I see yeah, that's very mm. interesting. Mm. Actually, we have a portfolio company doing something similar. Mm. They call it shared living. Mm. But it's more open for anybody, not just single mother. Mm. But I can see to group single mother with kids together, yeah. then the kids can play with yeah, each other. it's very powerful. It's yeah. even better. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it's the community, they play with each other. So there's a lot of impact framework and measurements that they've been trying to build to show the impact. So it's not just on the living environment, physical environment, but it's on the mothers and the, mm -hmm. on the kids is how that affects the education levels, mm -hmm. their wellness as well. So there's a lot of different measures to show it's multi-pronged kind of impact. Mm -hmm. um, yes, I see. And it's an easy, it's, now it sounds like an easy model, but yeah. um, something that makes a lot of sense, yeah. especially in places like Hong Kong where property is so expensive and, and the living space is so co confined. 
to give yeah. that space and, and it's almost like an opportunity for these single mothers to really mm -hmm. uh, give them a second chance and to be able to pick up uh, mm -hmm. and to realize their full potential as well. Yeah, great. Thank you so much, Ronnie. Thank you. Thank Hope you for having me. talk to you again and listen to more stories yes. from you. Yes, with our Thanks. pleasure. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. And on the show goes. This has been VCOnAir.com. Catch us again next time for another interesting episode and discussion. Thank you for listening. Have a good day.